What's up everybody? Your girl Fabby here. It has been quite a minute since the last time that I came on here and talked to you guys and uh, uploaded an episode. <clears throat> In the midst of uh, all this chaos that's going on right now with this coronavirus, I feel like this is now forcing me to get out of my little hermit crab, get out of my head, and come up here and talk to you guys. Um, I feel like if there's anything good for me that's coming out of this, I guess it's that, that this is now giving me time. And um, really, I mean, I've had time, but it, this is really forcing me now to, you know, give my podcast the attention that it's needed. I feel like a lot of us are in quarantine and going to be stuck at home and, you know, trying to find things to do. So why not listen to some podcasts, some audiobooks, you know, do a little bit more than just Netflix and chill, right? So, um... Let's see, it's been a couple months and I feel like so much has changed in my life since the last time you guys heard from me. Um, I kind of, you know, I don't want to ramble and throw too many different topics at once, but I think a good place to start is um, two things that have happened recently is I just had a birthday, which was, I guess, you know, a big deal because I turned 30 and I recently moved to a new city. So let's start there all right i let's see (laughs) okay january 20 something 2020 i got my ass in my car with my dog and my best friend and we trekked it cross country to miami florida so i have been in miami for about a month and a half now almost two months and wow yeah the whole road trip was an experience i mean the move alone has been an experience um why did i decide to move to miami so there's a couple reasons um first and foremost i have an older sister that lives here she's been in miami for about seven years now um a lot of you guys know her anna and um i mean she's been wanting to get me out here forever but I always had a reason um, as to why I had to stay in Sacramento, whether it was school or work or me just feeling obligated to my family. And I just, you know, it never happened sooner, but I've always wanted to experience living in a different city. I'm, you know, I was born in San Jose, but I've been in Sacramento my whole life. Elementary school, middle school, high school, college, everything. And although I've traveled to different places, I've, you know, been outside the country and all that, it's just different when you actually, like, try to acclimate yourself to a new city and you really try to start over and and you just build yourself up in a new city. It's completely different than visiting. And that's just an experience that I always wanted. I just, you know, no, no reason in particular. I just always wanted to know what it would be like. Um, Even if that's not the city that I established myself in and like start a family and raise my kids in, I just felt like it was an itch that I had to scratch. And where I was at the months leading up to me moving, you know, I didn't have a very stable job. I just graduated college last year, so I was free from that. Uh, I wasn't in a relationship or dating anyone. I don't have kids. So I really had nothing holding me back really besides myself and just fear and maybe a little bit of doubt and like maybe not knowing what's going on or not wanting to leave the comfortability of like my home and like my community and the people that I knew but 
I really wasn't in a good place the month leading up to me moving. I I haven't I wasn't in a good place really since, you know, I kind of graduated. I I posted episodes where I talked about some of the stuff that I was going through um during the summer and the fall and um Although I was feeling a lot better because I did start going to therapy and all of that and I, you know, I was getting a lot of help from, you know, friends and family. Um, In my personal life, as far as like my creative endeavors, I felt very, very stagnant. Um, I wasn't shooting a lot. I wasn't doing a lot of photography. I was neglecting my podcast and I just felt like something was missing. Like I would come home and just didn't have the energy to do anything. I didn't feel like I had that drive or that fire that was like, come on, come on, come on, like get up, get active, do something, get creative, upload, be inspired. Like I just was missing that. And, you know, I I was trying to be patient and and telling myself, you know, you're just going through some stuff right now. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're healing from a lot of things. It's a lot of inner work that I was doing. Um, but I wasn't really doing anything tangible like with my life that I could see like I said my photography my podcast were kind of at a standstill and I know what a lot of people say is you can't expect for like your circumstances or your environment to change and then think that everything's going to be better you really have to work from the inside out and I've been doing a lot of the inner work I've been really reflecting I feel like I have a sense of self-awareness that has heightened that is just a lot I'm a lot more self-aware than I have been ever in my life and for sure just within the last couple of months my self-awareness has increased just like crazy and um I just still felt like even though I was doing the inner work just my environment was not doing it for me whether it was the house that I was at the just you know being in Sacramento I mean I I love Sacramento Sacramento is my home it always will be my home I know that it's a growing city. I know that um, all of my connections and, and you know, my, my tribe is out there. But this was just something that I felt like I really just had to do for myself because I've always wanted to. And if I didn't do it now, I was never going to do it. And then I was just going to resent myself and resent the people around me that I would inevitably blame for me not coming out here. And I really didn't want to get to that point. I didn't want to, I I was already resenting myself for a lot of things that I didn't do or or wish I would have done differently, like in my early 20s or mid 20s. And I just really didn't want this to be another setback or another reason of why I was spewing self-hate on myself. So the fact that I just wasn't, I felt like I wasn't thriving the way I should be. It was really like, okay, you got to go somewhere else. You need a change, whether whether it's for a couple months, whether it's for a year, whether it's forever. Who knows? You know, I, I don't know what else is waiting for me out here. I don't know what else, um, who I'm going to meet and, and what experiences I'll, I'll come across out here. But I just knew that it was something that I really, really had to do for myself and for my sister too because... My sister's been out here by herself, you know, since she moved out here. We don't have any family out here. And certain things that she was going through, I was like, you know, she needs me right now. And um, I kind of, I had been thinking about moving for like a long time, for months. But I sort of sporadically decided to come out here. It was literally from like one week to the next. I was like, all right, I'm going next Friday. And that's that. 
and kind of got my sister a little, you know, off guard. Definitely caught my family off guard. I remember Tina was off guard. But that's like the way that I move. Like if I'm going to do it, I can't think about it too much because I'm an introvert. I am always in my fucking head. And if I'm in my head for too long, I will lose myself. And I will talk myself out of doing whatever it is I want to do. So it really like it had to be done the way that it was. And I didn't make like a big announcement on social media. I didn't have like a goodbye dinner or anything like that. I saw all of my you know close friends that I wanted to see um, the week leading up to me leaving. And that was that. Um, packed up my things. Tina came with me to help me with the drive. It took us about four days, I think, maybe five, to get to Miami. We definitely did a pit stop at the Grand Canyon, and we did a pit stop in New Orleans. Got to spend a couple hours there. Those were the two, uh, you know, major cities um, that I wanted to see during this road trip. And uh, it was crazy. The drive was heavy. It was definitely a little heavy. I'm glad that I had someone there with me because initially I was thinking about coming by myself and I have no idea how I would have survived that. So shout out to Tina for being, you know, the, the ride or die that she is and making sure that I got here safe. And uh, yeah, you know, um, we talked about a lot of things on our road trip. We listened to, you know, podcasts and had, you know, just... A lot of revelations you know we, we we cried mostly she cried because she's a crier but that's okay she cried I cried too a little bit when I dropped her off it was very emotional very sad for those of you who know y'all know Tina's my 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 writer man that's that's my right hand right there and uh it was definitely hard you know leaving my family leaving my sisters my little sister was uh my little sister man that's my little prodigy right there and it was really hard leaving her um my mom tried to front the whole time up until I left, tried to act like it wasn't a big deal. Um, I got really emotional, and I remember I crawled in bed with her, and I was just hugging her and feeling like I wanted to cry. And she was like, why are you crying? Everything's going to be fine. You know, it's okay. And then um, I think we were probably in Arizona when she called me with, like, tears. Like, I could barely understand what she was saying. And I was like, there it is. There go the waterworks. I knew she was just trying to, you know, be tough and put up a front, but it it was tough. And I feel like anytime that you move away from family, anytime that you leave, you know, your loved ones behind, even though, you know, you're happy and excited and your family's happy and excited, it is, it's an emotional transition. And um, I was, you know, I was scared about that. I was scared about leaving my mom behind, my family behind, my sisters. I've always been, I've always felt a sense of responsibility um, just because of how I grew up, how we were raised. And I felt guilty almost detaching myself from that responsibility. But I had to come to terms with the fact that it's okay for me to be responsible, for me to have that characteristic, but I need to make my responsibility work for me. And I can't compromise my happiness, my life, my freedom, you know, my joy, uh, my purpose to be responsible for other people. I have to be responsible for myself. I have to do things for myself and not feel like that makes me selfish or a bad person. And I mean, because I can't, there's no point in me sacrificing my happiness for someone else because like I said earlier, that's how you become resentful towards people. 
and resentment it's it's just it's such an ugly feeling and it's such a dark emotion and i don't i don't ever want to feel that way about anybody so it was it was definitely like a hard decision but i'm glad that i made it my sister anna was super excited that i that i'm here that i got here and i i've been here now for a month and a half and it's been it's been amazing you know i got the beach right here around the corner I have palm trees and just sunny skies almost every day. Caught a little bit of rain here and there, but I mean, the weather here has been beautiful. Uh, the one thing that I will say I absolutely hate about Miami is the way people drive. I will never complain about someone the way that someone drives. If I ever go back to California or Sacramento, I will never complain about the driving ever, ever, ever again. People in Miami are so ruthless and aggressive. Like, I have anxiety every time that I have to get in my car because people are just crazy out here. And it's not just the fact that there's a lot of traffic. It's the fact that they are aggressive drivers. I think that is, that's really what I dislike the most. And um, I know that's probably in, a, in all major cities, but i've never experienced anything like this not even when i've been out in the bay in san francisco or anything like that i've never experienced the aggression that i have out here but aside from that i mean you know everybody speaks spanish out here which is amazing because i speak spanish so that you know obviously that's not something that's difficult for me to adapt to um and it's it's a pretty diverse city so i love that i love diversity i love being able to be around different cultures different just meeting people of different ethnicities i've never been the type to want to be in a just full-on latin you know community or you know black community or white community or asian community like i love diversity i love to meet people from all over the world and try food from all over the world so miami is definitely a big city it's very touristy there's always something going on and um i'm glad that i'm here now too as opposed to coming here when i was younger because i feel like i probably would have gotten lost because the light life here it's crazy. There's always something going on. It's a very lively city. Um, obviously, right now there's curfew being um, being established, and there's you know the, the social distancing and all of that's going on, which is crazy to see. But um, aside from that, Miami is such a like lively city. So I feel like the fact that I'm here now and I'm a little I'm older, I'm a little more grounded. My priorities are different. I don't I don't feel like I'll be easily distracted by like you know, the bullshit or all the festivities going on. Um, I still like to go out. I still like to have fun. I still like to socialize. I still got a little fuck shit in me. But, you know, I'm a little more mature and it's not that serious for me to have to be everywhere all the time. Like, that's just not my motive. So, since I've been out here, um, you know, I've been trying to get into like museums and galleries and things like that. I really am trying to um, go hard with my photography and just be a part of the photography community out here. So, you know, wish me luck. Wish me luck. Send me, you know, blessings and love and light and all that shit. And hopefully, you know, it really works out for me. Um, this weekend, March 14th, as y'all know. Maybe y'all don't know, but if y'all did know, it was my birthday. And I turned the big 3-0. So, my 20s, finito, done. Bye. They're out of here. 
<sighs> That's crazy. Can't believe that my 20s are done. But at the same time, I feel different, but I don't feel different because I'm 30. I feel different because I've been evolving at my own pace and I've been learning myself and I've been really trying to reconnect with myself and honestly age might have something to do with that but I really don't feel like it does and I'm realizing that I've gotten to a point where I don't want my age to define where I should be in life or what I should have accomplished by a certain age. Um, In my 20s, I spent so much time trying to race with time and so much time giving importance to like, you know, I'm 23, I should be here by now. I'm 25, I should have done this by now. I'm 27, I should be here by now. I'm 28, I'm 29, why am I not doing this, that, and the third? And that just hasn't been healthy for me. That mentality and having, placing such a high value on my age, just for me, it has not worked. It has made me feel just pressured and in a rush and at the same time it's crippled me a little bit so everyone's like a lot of people are saying you know 30 you know we're old we're old and I'm just like yo I'm not old because first of all everybody thinks I'm like 19 everybody tells me that I look like I'm 22 23 years old 24 years old so for one I don't look old for two I don't feel old I I mean Really, when you think about age, it's like, okay, one day you're 29, the next day you're 30. Like, how, what is that supposed to feel like? You know, what is, what is a number supposed to feel like? I get it when you're like older, older, you know, 40, 50, 60, your body starts really to change on you. That makes sense. But right now, I still feel relatively young. I still feel like I have energy. I still feel like, like I said, I want to sometimes go out and do stuff. Sometimes I want to stay at home and be in bed by like eight, nine o'clock. It just really... To me, the age just, I don't want to give it that much importance because for me, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And I'm realizing that, you know, the, the way that we view things, it has to be in a way that works for us, even if it's not the same way that everybody else view things. Um, the same with your word choice. For example, people saying that 30 were old. I don't like the word old. So for me, I'd rather you say, oh, we're older. You get what I'm saying? That older makes me feel more wise, makes me feel more mature, makes me feel, um, you know, smarter. But it doesn't make me feel bad to be older. It makes me feel bad to be old. So that's another thing that I've been really realizing is the the choice of words that that we the choice of words is that the right way to say it? The word choice. There you go. That we use to describe how we feel or you know what we're thinking or whatever the case is it it has to be very specific to you and the same word that means one thing for someone else it might not make you feel good so you got to find a word that works for you and that's something that me and Tina have been talking um, about you know a lot lately and yeah so you know 30 is is amazing because oh my god my 20s yo oof I wish I could kind of recap on, you know, this last decade and it just seems like it's so much, but I feel like everyone's 20s are a hot ass mess. I don't, I don't think that I'm alone in that, right? You know, you come into 20, I don't know, when I was 20, I thought I was grown. I moved out of my mom's house because we were having problems 
and I just wanted to do me and I wanted to be everywhere all the time. I wanted to see everything. I had so much fear of missing out and I'm realizing that you really don't miss out on anything. Like honestly, like as far as like social gatherings and social events and like the nightlife and things like that, like that shit is always there. So it's crazy when I think about how important it was for me to just be on the scene so much and how throughout the years I've transitioned into like this little hermit crab that it's it's a little mind blown, but I'm still a very social person. I still like to be out and talk to people. Um, it's just that my conversations have to, they have to be, you know, they have to have substance. They have to be Diff- I still like to be out, but it's at different type of events. I still like to talk to people, but they have to be different types of conversations. So a lot of what I like to do is still the same, but I'm just going about it a little bit differently. The overall picture might be the same, but there are little details in my life that have significantly, drastically changed. And that's that's fine. That's fine because that's the whole point. The whole point is for you to grow, for you to evolve, for you to, you know, let go of things that no longer serve you and for you to find things that really do bring you closer to your purpose, that help you feel good. Um, self-care is just a, a must. Um, healing, doing the inner work is a must. And throughout my whole 20s, I feel like this is kind of what I have been building up towards is, is to be where I'm at now, again, in the sense of my self-awareness, um, being able to reflect, being able to be more understanding of others and more compassionate by being understanding to myself and compassionate towards myself. So, you know, my 20s, I mean, they started off, I feel like, the same way that everyone's does, just wanting to live your best life. Then you, you know, you go through things, you go through heartbreak, you go through disappointment, you make mistakes, you, you have feelings of regret. And, um, you know, I did reach a point where the shit hit me hard. I think I was about 27, 28 when I realized, yikes, this is, you know, it's caught up to me. Like my 20s and even my childhood and everything that I've been through really, really caught up to me when I was about 27, 28 years old to the point where I couldn't run from it anymore. I couldn't distract myself anymore. Going out on the weekends wasn't making me feel good. Um, you know, being drunk, smoking weed, doing this, doing that. It just wasn't doing it for me no more. And honestly, these last two years of my life have been the most transformative and just, you know, life-changing years, really. And I feel like it's built me up to, to now be in a position where, you know, if you want to talk numbers, we're being 30 in this next decade. I I just, I feel better. I feel better than I did when I was 20, when I was 23, when I was 25, when I was 27, however old. I feel like I just know myself. I know myself so good because I've, I've peeled back so many layers and I understand why I am the way that I am. It's not, it's not enough knowing, just knowing how you feel. It's not enough knowing I shut down when I feel emotionally vulnerable or it's hard for me to open up to men or you know um have anger issues or i suffer from anxiety or i you know whatever the case is aside from you knowing what it is you know what your demons are or what your bad habits are or what your flaws are or whatever you also have to understand why and that's the step that i feel like is hard for so many of us it's hard for people to 
want to dig deep as to why are you so angry or why are you so emotional or where does this depression stem from? Because you got to dig deep and you got to go back to maybe that one time when you were five years old or that one time when you were 10 or that one time when you were 16 or that one heartbreak in your early 20s. And sometimes you have to relive those experiences. Sometimes you have to confront family members and talk to these people and let them know, yo, you hurt me or yo, this this affected me to this day or I've still been holding on to this emotion from back then. And and it's hard. It's really hard because it's it's really like you're reliving it. And nobody wants to relive that. Nobody wants to relive traumatic events and and pain and hurt. But you have to. It's uncomfortable, but in order for you to understand yourself, you got to understand what you went through. And the only reason that the only way to understand what you went through is by interviewing your feelings, interviewing your thoughts, really asking yourself, "Yo, why does this happen? Why am I this way?" I know I'm this way, but but where did it come from? When did this start? Have I always been like this? Or was this, you know, was this a one-time incident? Is this was this because of something that happened to me continuously? And you gotta sit with it, you gotta feel it, and you gotta let it go. And that has been my little mantra these last couple of months has been to feel and let go. Because it doesn't help us to numb the pain, it doesn't help us to try to distract ourselves, and it doesn't help us to hold on to things, to hold grudges, to hold resentment, to hold on to our pain. And I know the reason why, for me, I was holding on to so much pain is because because it hurts so much, some of the things that we go through, because they hurt so much, it's almost that much more valuable to you. It's that much harder for you to let go of it because you feel like it's such a part of who you are. So I was walking around carrying pain from being a kid, from being a teenager, even from like a couple years ago. I was just holding on to this pain because I'm like, I can't let this go. This this hurt me so much that it means that much to me. But you gotta let it go, the good and the bad. We can't allow ourselves to be too attached to anything because it, it just, it fucks up the balance of life, you know? The yin and the yang. You got to let both emotions just kind of flow through you. You got to feel happy and then let it go. And feel sad sometimes and then let it go. Because without one or the other, you wouldn't know how to appreciate or be thankful, you know, for either either emotion. If there were no bad times, we would never appreciate the good. And without the good, we wouldn't recognize the bad and how we can learn and grow from them. So... That's, you know, that has been such a just, you know, turning point in my life to be able to come to that understanding of really identifying like the root of a lot of um, the trauma that I felt like I was carrying, you know, where my little demons come from, where my little dark side come I'm I'm so familiar with my demons right now. Like it's to the point where me and my demons are homies. You know, sometimes we still bump heads. Sometimes I really got to let them know to just back off and like not tempt me. But it's to the point where I know that they come from a place that needs um, affection and needs love and needs uh, me to be gentle. And I'm learning. And as I'm learning, I'm also realizing that nothing changes overnight. I also used to have the mentality that, okay, once I know, once I figure this out, boom, my life should change. 
And a couple weeks ago, I caught myself feeling really shitty because I was like, damn, Fabi, like, you made the same mistake again. Something that I already knew better, but I I didn't do better. Like, I, I caught myself in this little cycle where I'm like, damn, you know, here you are again. Like, ah, we figured, we know we've been through this. We talked about this. Yo, what's going on? Why are, why are you here again? And, I, you know, I just had to realize, like, yo, it's a process. Be gentle with yourself, you know? Like, just because you figure something out doesn't mean that it's going to switch from day to night. It just does not work that way, even though we wish it did, even though, like, we, you know, we're just like, yo, what's going on? Like, this is if we've been one way let's say we've been conditioned to respond to confrontation a certain type of way for whatever reason and then in our 20 whatever 28 29 30 years old you realize oh damn you know because of x y and z this is why like i avoid confrontation all right boom now i know if we've been one way for 20 plus years how is it that we can think that we're going to be able to change in one day or one week or one month this this shit is really called a process for a reason. It's called a journey for a reason. It's it's life for a reason. It's it's the school of life because it takes a while sometimes to learn things and that's okay. You know? And I also had to learn to not compare, to stop comparing myself because throughout my whole 20s it was filled with comparison. And I realized that the some of the people that I was comparing my life to, whether they are regular folks, regular people like myself, or whether they were celebrities, everyone's going through something. And nobody's life is perfect. And nobody, you know, just everyone's going through something. And regardless of how good their life may seem on social media or on TV or whatever, everyone is going through some sort of struggle, some sort of pain. And we all just mask it differently. But a lot of the people that I look up to and that I'm inspired by, whether it be in interviews or blogs or like, you know, talk shows or whatever, every a lot of people are talking about the things that they go through and the things that they struggle with. And it's made me realize like, yo, you've been putting people at such a high pedestal and then beating yourself down because you're not where they, where they need to be. And look, they just as crazy as you, or they've been through worse trauma than you have, or they're dealing with, you know, the same thing that you are or whatever the case is. And it's really helped me to understand that like, yo, we're really in this together and we have so much more in common than we think we do. And stop comparing yourself and, and walk your walk, focus on your path. And that's really what I've been trying to do. And that's really how I came into 30. I know 30 is a big deal for a lot of people. It is, you know, it is like mind blown to me. Like, damn, you know, my 20s are gone that, you know, but at the same time, I feel good. I feel good about myself. I feel good about um, just my mentality towards myself, you know, and I'm understanding that even when I don't feel good, that's okay and to just be gentle with myself. And that's really what I want to bring into um, this new year, this new age, this this new decade. Um, I don't want to beat myself up like I used to. I want to be gentle with myself. I want to be loving, you know, I want to be more empathetic towards others, more understanding. Um, I want to speak up more. I want to say how I feel more. I want to, you know, s- stop myself from trying to find the right words and just say what is, what's on my mind. And that's very challenging for me. But I know that 
me looking back, the certain ways that I was, they just weren't helping me. And now I know and I feel just stronger and more grounded in that truth. So, you know, to me, that's kind of what I've been reflecting on when I think about my age, when I think about my birthday. Um, you know, with all this stuff going on right now, this coronavirus, I mean, we're going to have to be at home a lot or just, you know, not around too many people. And to me, it's kind of like kind of like perfect timing, kind of not because I am in a new city and I kind of need to find a job. And now I'm just kind of like stressing out. But that's another topic for another day. But as far as, you know, me being able to do things, I feel like this is good for me. And um, I'm just going to try my hardest to whip out more episodes for you guys to get back into the things that make me feel good. My podcast, my photography, my self-expression. Um, I want to get my website back up. I have a, an idea for a communications blog that I want to get going. So um, please encourage me. Please, we have to encourage each other. We have to hold each other accountable. We have to uplift each other. If if you see that a loved one has goals and plans and then you haven't seen too much activity from them, call them. Let them know. Hey, yo, what's going on with this idea that we talked about? What's up with this? Hey, remember you said you were going to do this? What's going on with that? Because people need to push. You know, a lot of us need to push. A lot of us can't do it by, the, by ourselves. I can't do it by myself. And it's so hard for me to ask for help. So, so hard. But I know that I can't do it by myself. And I know that I'm not the only one. And I also feel like there's a stigma with codependency. And it is true. Like, it, it, it's the same thing as everything else. Too much of it is bad for you. Being too codependent on someone else to the point where you can't move or do anything without other people, yes, that is bad. But at the same time, we thrive as a community and we thrive with our tribe. And we all sometimes need a little push and a little help and a, and a little, you know, somebody to help spark that fire in you. So I feel like this is a great time for all of us to come together and for all of us to reach out to our people and make sure like, hey, yo, what's up? How can I help you? Even if, Even if like, the way that you can help is by just reminding them like, hey, do this. Hey, come on. Remember you said you were going to do that. You might not even have to physically like help them with anything, but just remind them of their goals. You know what I mean? And um, like I said, that's something that I know I need and I don't take for granted. And I feel like let me know. Remind me if y'all don't see an episode from me in like a week or two. Be like, hey, yo, Fab, what's going on? Because we really have no reason um, to not pursue our dreams and our goals and do things that make us happy. So, in the midst of all this chaos, I hope that everybody, you know, stays busy with things that are really, like, nourishing to your soul. And, you know, don't live in fear. And let's just hope for the best. And uh, I think I'm going to, you know, let y'all go for now. It's been about 30 minutes or so. I don't want you guys to get too bored. And I appreciate everyone who reached out on my birthday. I appreciate everyone who, you know, has reached out about me moving and has wished me good luck and just told me that they're excited for me. It means a lot to me. Um, I need all the reassurance and affirmations in the world. So thank you so much to everyone who has reached out to me. And thanks so much to everybody who's listened. So make sure, you, you know, if this if this touched you and this spoke to you and you think that it'll, you know, touch someone else, please feel free to share, to repost. Let me know what y'all think. And uh, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. And make sure that you're busy doing things that make you feel good about yourself.